0: here and you built the, 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 the village literally and figuratively. Um, you don't know whether well, they're hungry to win, but that also means paying the money to win, as we've seen in modern major league bases. Mm-hmm. So uh, so was there a question there? No, no but there will be. Okay. Could you give me 10 to 20 more seconds? Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready for it. <laughs> you describe your thoughts on these people who you know so well and they want to win, but they're in a business where some of their competitors are... <clears throat> Take the next level. Yeah, well, and some of those levels are—I don't know how you keep up with that. I mean, you know what the Mets are doing is—is—is is, is amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong; I think that's great for players um, to some extent, but uh, every team can't go out and do that, <clears throat> you know. Um, but I think—I think as a, as an owner, especially a, a, of an owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, he has a he has a, a, a job to, to uphold the history here, and I think he's done that well. I think that was a, as politically correct answer as I could get right there. I think he's a great owner, and he's been wonderful. <laughs> uh, because you mentioned the Hayward stuff, was that kind of a full circle moment for you when you heard Contreras talk about watching a game here, mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of this team? Yep, yep. <clears throat> All those things that, Feel like it, you know. <clears throat> as a player, you play for a long time. One of my priorities is is in, in listening to to Carp and Albert and and those guys get that passed down to them. One of one of our priorities is is trying to leave leave it better than you got it. You know, at least leave it as good as when you got it. Um, and uh, you know, for a couple of years there, I, I was I was disappointed with. The way I led in the clubhouse, the way we kind of let things get—we um, missed. There was no, there was no surprise. We missed the playoffs three times in a row um, with some of the things that were we weren't doing right inside there, um, and uh, and I'm t- I mean, I'm talking about it from a player standpoint. <clears throat> um, but but knowing where we went from 2015 after that season when 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 Jason left, who's a great friend of mine, who's, I love Jason Hayward. And and I'm not and he wasn't wrong because we missed the playoffs the next three years and they went he went over there and won a World Series, so that was actual like he was he was seeing what was actual that was happening, um, but to see that kind of turn, you know, back to where it where it always was, where players want to be here, they want to stay here, they want to get here. I mean, it was my first, you know, until until that year, probably until 2016. Every year it was like, dude, if you could get me over there. I would love to come play with St. Louis. There was a couple of years there where it, it stopped being that way. Um, just talking to other players, and now it's back. And I love that. Was Nolan the first one, of, one of the guys who you first heard? Him? I don't know if you can answer that, um, but like Nolan expressed wanting to be here. Yeah. you mentioned that before. Yep. Is that when it started turning in your, I mean, is that one of the first voices you heard, or maybe it was different? Uh, Certainly in that in that, range. that range, yeah. Certainly in that that time frame. Um, but that but that's the thing when you get players like that, um, especially when when players like that are here, they want to come. Other players want to come be a part of that. You know, pitchers want to come pitch in front of our defense. You know, pitchers want to come pitch to Yadier Molina. P- pitchers want to come pitch when when Harrison was out there running center and and all that. I mean, they they wanted to to see that defense. Um, but now when you got, when you got corners like we have that finished two, two out of the three MVP votes, top three MVP votes, you know, people want to be a part of that, you know? Um, but they also want to be a part. Like when, when we were playing the second half of the baseball season, when we were here, every, every single game was like a playoff game. Our fans were rocking. Players want to be a part of that. You know players want to want to come here and play in front of our great fans. they want to play in this city that's a baseball city they they want to play here where you know you can you, you can go to dinner and everybody knows who you are and they love you and they respect you and they say, "Hey, great job, whatever but they don't there's not paparazzi all over you you know there's not the Derek Goulds of the world staying on top of the table with a thing and not not saying that's wrong in any other city, but that's one of the allures of this city the Derek Goulds of the world. <laughs> No, it's just uh, there's a lot of really great things for a player here. And, uh, and you know, there's, I, just, I mean getting, I could go all day naming different ones. You could have had the moment of walking off the field, three of the greatest Cardinals ever together, and not putting on the jersey again except for an appearance spring training. You could have had that moment. The way you described not taking that moment. Part of it also the the team like being the one mm-hmm. who sees this next era again. Yeah, well, I mean, all right. So a couple of things. There's that that question has a couple of parts of it. Um, there was a, a, a time last year where I thought that that was going to be my last season. You know, I thought I'm going to retire this year, but I was very okay with not announcing that so that Albert and Yachty could get that limelight because I felt like they needed that. They deserved that they deserve that more than I did. And, and, uh, I was, I'm great being a secondary complimentary part of that, you know, but I, I felt like they, they're, they're just they They meant so much to this organization. They meant so much to this, the city and to our championships that I felt like these guys are first ballot hall of famers. I mean, whether I went go out and win the Cy Young this year and win 25 games and, and, and sneak into some sort of ballot on like my 10th year, that's not a first ballot hall of famer, right? Like I'm not, uh, and I may never, I may never, I'm, I'm, I understand that, but those guys are, and I felt like they did. They deserved that. So that's the first part of that. Um, this, the second part of that is, uh, if I thought we had no chance to win at all, then I wouldn't come back. I, I'm fine with, I'm fine with the way things have gone. I've, I wouldn't change a thing that I've done ever. I mean, you know, can't hurt. Can't help injuries. Can't help blowing Achilles out. My prime, you know. Can't help that. Can't help blowing my elbow out in my prime. Can't help that. Um, wouldn't change any of the work that went into that. That maybe caused it. I don't know. But maybe a better performer. You know. Wouldn't change any of those years. Wouldn't change any of the stuff that happened. Wouldn't. Le- I learned different lessons from all of it. Um, so I'm okay with. With everything that's happened, I, th- I think I could have done some things better. But that's where that's what happened. That was the history that, that happened. So I, I don't I don't have regrets about that. Um, and so if I didn't think we could win this year. I would just I would have walked off and done the hat tip and be like, yeah, this is it. You know, see you later. Um, but I feel like I have more to give, and I feel like our team has a chance to win, and I want to be a part of that. When did you change your mind? You said you were thinking about retiring. You yeah. You didn't say it. But obviously, you changed it at one point? Somewhere middle of the season, all the way up until really when I when I knew that I still had a role to play, for sure was that Braves game, um, where I did the, the Sunday night baseball thing, and I and I've just got I got so many comments from players and from and from peers, player big league players, but also from coaches and uh, and high school kids high school coaches, summer ball coaches, saying, man, that was – we needed that. That was great. That was a great teach. And I thought, you know what, I, I still have I still have some teachable moments out here. Um, that was fun for me. And I went out and pitched a great game, you know, against a very good team. It was a World Series contender. And uh, I'm still having fun. And so I started thinking, like, you know what, I'm – that's when I started kind of bringing it up with my wife because we get asked about it. I get asked about it all the time from y'all, but – we, my wife and I, we didn't go home and we don't spend time talking about that. You know, uh, that's when I started saying, "What do you, th- what do you think?" Because I was thinking I was going to be, you know, see you later. But now I'm feeling like kind of like I might do one more. And she's like, "Play," you know. And everybody I, everybody I I know that has retired says, "Play as long as you can," because you can never go back once you step away. And uh, I, I, everybody that said that though wasn't 41 when they stepped away. So, I know my situation's a little bit different because I am, I've, 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 it's been a good run. But that's um, a long answer to, I don't even know if I answered it. but. Where do you see Jack Flaherty at this stage and how special the season could be if it's Jack Flaherty from 2019? Well, the, the thing with Jack is the potential's there, right? The talent is there. It's one of the best athletes I've ever seen. just got to keep him healthy when he was when healthy in 2021 the first half he was maybe the best pitcher in the national league i mean he was incredible so um that's the jack we need to win uh it's a big year for him he needs to go out and pitch well too i mean he's he's training so hard right now to, to go out and do that because he he hears all these people you know the ones that 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 believe in him but he also hears the ones we all hear the ones that that don't believe in us too you know those are sometimes the best those are the best nudges uh to get you over the hump of of wanting to go a little bit harder train a little bit harder train a little bit do a little bit more in a smart way but he wants it he wants to win and he wants to be good and he wants to show the world he can be great you know so yeah how hard it was it to accept all those injuries that happened throughout your career, and you just said, I accept that. I will never change how I did it. Yeah, well, I mean, as a starting pitcher in the big leagues for 17 seasons, I mean, I look at it, I've probably missed, I missed two, for the most part, two full ones, and I missed a couple other pieces. Really, I missed about three full seasons. Um, I'm not saying that's not bad, but that's. I've been pretty durable. You know I mean I had a a tommy John injury for a starting pitcher in the big leagues that pitches that long is almost inevitable you know it's just it's super rare if a guy pitches as long as I have and doesn't doesn't have that happens, but it's fair um I've you know one freak injury for my Achilles away from being a really really durable pitcher um and that's not even an arm injury so seventeen. 17 and 18 were my two years that I look at and go, man, that was those were my hardest years. Because Tommy John's one of those things where you like, you know, you, it's not that you expect it, but it's kind of like comes with a territory type thing. Um, Achilles is frustrating, but I know there's nothing I could do about that. Uh, but the other ones I tried to grind through and battle through. My arm was hurting. My, I was hurting so bad my stomach was hurting. You know, I was taking deep breaths just to throw one pitch 80 miles an hour. You know, those were hard years. But I came through that, and I came out on the other side, and I still threw out some really good quality seasons after that. So that that was really rewarding. So it's not I wouldn't let's say that's that's hard. When I look back on it, I would say it's it's rewarding to know that I, uh, that I overcame it. You mentioned Dusty in the videos that you've been sending him. Um, Ollie said he's a future star in terms of pitching coach. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: I, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't have a full appreciation for his talent as a pitching coach until about the middle of last year. Um, I, if I was just going to be honest, and I've told him this, I thought he was kind of a numbers analytical, like the science behind it, which is good. I mean, you need that, right, to be as good as you can. It's it's out there; that information's out there. Use it; it's great. Um, but there was several times where, you know. I'm going I'm, – one time particular, I'm really struggling with my my two-seam grip and my 2 seamer coming off my hand. It's just not doing what I wanted to. And he showed me a couple little anecdotes to help me on that with a delivery and some, some quick little fixes to get that back coming out of your hand the proper way uh, that really impressed me. And I, st- I opened my mind to what he had to offer a lot more after that. Uh, and then we had much deeper conversations about pitching. The guy really knows a lot about the delivery, but he also understands the science behind it. I think he is a star. I think he's going to be a great great pitching coach for a very, very long time. Is that about meeting (coughs) players where they are? For Dakota, maybe he's here when it comes to the sports side of things. Where does he meet players? Yeah, well, I think Dusty and I had a four-hour talk about this the other day. He came down to South Georgia, and we spent – whole day together it was great. Um what we talked about that day, which had me so excited was was he had notes and notes and notes and pages and pages of pages of each and every individual pitcher on the whole 40 man rosters stuff, especially guys we have a lot of knowledge of up in St. Louis about <coughs> of 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 how he thinks they can become a better version of themselves. And so what what, what I shared with him that just backed that up was the hardest thing for a pitcher to understand is who they are. It's the hardest thing is to figure out exactly how you need to pitch and how your, how your stuff plays and how your mix is and how your thinking needs to be. Finding exactly who you are as a c- competitor is the hardest thing to really figure out. And he's putting together a great plan to help each pitcher figure out who they are as a pitcher, which is saves them potentially two three years down the road of trial and error to figure out here's what works, here's why it works, here's the spin behind blah, blah, blah that makes it work, here's what the hitters are hitting on this, here's their OPS plus and every count, and here's why. It's not just like here's what works and here's what doesn't work, but it's the why behind it of what helps us understand what we need to do. And he's got a great plan for that.